0: Good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. It is Christmas Eve, 2023, and we happen to be in Matthew 23 this morning. And Jesus is in Jerusalem, and he's there on the last week of his life. He will soon be arrested, but it is not yet the Last Supper. It is not yet the day of his death, but he's teaching in the temple And he is really letting the Jews have it uh, in these last couple chapters, including this one. And listen to what Jesus says. Now, recall that Jesus is a Jew. And he came first to let Israel and let the Jews know who he was. And he wanted them to embrace him. And praise God, so many in this day have embraced Jesus as the Messiah and have come to faith in him. But many Jews have stayed Jewish instead of becoming Christian. And in this day, many of the religious leaders um, were offended by Jesus. And ultimately, they put him on a cross and killed him. Now, that was Jesus' plan to go there. But they still rejected this messiah who did miracles in their midst and jesus is very frustrated i mean it it's hard to comprehend how upset jesus is at the jewish leaders for their rejection of him this entire chapter is filled with it and i don't think i'm going to read to you every line but i'm going to we'll take in some of it together listen then jesus spoke to The crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Before all that they tell you, therefore, all that they tell you, do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. One of the the largest frustrations that Jesus has with the Jewish leaders is that they made the law even more difficult to follow and demanded everyone follow it. And they took such great pride and they wanted everyone to notice what they were doing on the outside. But inward, they were wolves. Inward, they really did not love God or love others, Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Instead, they just looked for everyone to look to them and try to enforce everyone to follow their version of the law. But inwardly, their hearts were far from God. Listen to what it says in verse 4. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. But they all do their deeds to be noticed by men, for they broaden their phylacteries, which is like leather things they put on, and they they made them like bigger so people would notice, and they had (coughs) words on them. They're trying to look impressive and holy, and they lengthen the tassels of their garments they love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats and synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplace and being called rabbi by men, but do not be called rabbi for one is your teacher and you are all brothers. See in, in God's kingdom, in the Christian kingdom of Jesus Christ, we're all, we're all underneath him and we're all kingdom of priests. We're all fellow workers for God's kingdom and If anything, like when you hear Peter's writing, he called himself a fellow elder. He didn't call himself a bishop or anything like that. Listen to what it says here in verse 9. Do not call anyone on earth your father. And I don't think we should be having father so-and-so as we see like in the Catholic Church. One is your father, he who is in heaven, Jesus says. Do not be called leaders or teachers, for one is your leader or teacher, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. But now we get into the woes, and it's really important to see this. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people, for you do not enter in yourselves. See, like, they were, like, keeping people boxed out who didn't follow all their rules, and Jesus is like, you know what? You're keeping people away from God and from heaven and you're not even going to be there. Nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Uh, there's a verse in parentheses here that may not be original in verse 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses. And for a pretense, you make long prayers. And a lot of times they would pray outside and they'd pray long to be noticed or to be seen as holy. Verse 15, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Oh, wow. Jesus says that, you know what? You guys, first of all, bear little fruit in other people's lives, but let's say you did lead one other person to Judaism like you, you make them twice as much, as much a son of hell as yourselves. Church, this is really important to see. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere, but you know I'm going to say it again because I, I have to say it, is that when it comes to end times, we are on this side of end time prophecy. We have not seen them come to fulfillment yet. So therefore, we do the best we can to look at the prophecies about the coming of Christ and try to interpret what we think will happen. But I don't think it's going to be like any of us thinks. I think we do our best, but after the end times things take place, then we'll be able to point back to Scripture and we'll see that it was correct. But maybe our interpretation of what it would be and what it actually is is going to be different. And as a result, we have to be humble. But I'm still going to give you a view that I have and many share. And and that is that Jesus is extremely upset with the Jewish people for their rejection of him and from their hearts being far from them. And as a result, I believe these chapters and leading into the next one as well is directed towards the Jewish people who have rejected Jesus. And as a result of that, they are going to enter the tribulation And they are not going to be raptured to escape the tribulation like the church is because the church is Jesus' bride and these people have rejected him. Now, there are so many different verses that I could share with you to, to, to do that. And some of you know we're going to be going through the book of Revelation in early 2024, at Crossing Community Church, you can find those messages on YouTube, uh, Crossing Community Church in Genesee Depot, and we'll begin that very, very soon. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll be going over some of these evidences that we can't get into all today. But for today, just see, continue to see as we're just getting warmed up in this chapter. And I'm going to try to do this quickly. But woe to you, blind guides, verse 16, who say, "Whoever swears by the temple." That is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. Like, where do they make this stuff up? You fools and blind men. Listen to how Jesus is speaking and how frustrated it is with these people. I'm going to keep going. Verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness, but these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Do you see church now? I want to take this as a warning to us too. in the fact that our faith is supposed to change who we are. It, it's not something that we just do on the outside for show. And that's what the, hip, the, the Pharisees were doing and why Jesus called them hypocrites. Now, Yes, we need the grace of God, or any of us perfect Christians, no, but but that's not an excuse to not be transformed, or to be sanctified, to become more holy, to become more like Jesus. Like, we are not supposed to try to just look good on the outside, but not be transformed on the inside. Jesus, through the power of his Holy Spirit, has come to change us, and we need to not be like the Pharisees, where our faith is a show, but that it's genuine in who we are, and we're seeking to be more like our Lord. Woe to you, verse twenty five, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and out of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. We've talked about that a lot a lot as we've gone through the book of Matthew, how they were focused on the outside instead of on the inner man, and, and that was a big frustration he had with them. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup, your heart, your your inner man so that the outside of it may become clean also. That's how we become clean, is from the inside out with Jesus' help. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but in the inside are full of dead man's bones. Uh, Verse 29, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we have been living in the days of our father's We would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. They're acting like they wouldn't have been people that rejected the prophets of the Old Testament. But Jesus says, So you testify against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? I think, church, this is really important to see. Don't you see that Jesus is. Feeling that these men, if they don't repent and turn to Jesus, are deserving of hell. He does not talk to his bride this way. He talks to religious leaders who have rejected him this way. And and how you feel about this changes, I believe, what you tend to lean towards in your eschatology. Whether you believe that the church is going to be there for the tribulation or not. And it's clear Jesus is feeling these folks are deserving of punishment. Yet in God's grace, there's still going to be a time of great, trying to think of the right word, uh, opportunity in the tribulation through the 144,000 Jewish evangelists and the two witnesses for Jews to come to the Messiah during the tribulation. However, many are going to have to do it at the cost of their lives. So there is a grace of God that still exists in the tribulation. And unbelievers who are there, as well as, Jews are going to have an opportunity still to discover the Messiah. And and many will come to faith in Jesus, but it's going to be a horrific time. But I believe based on so many things, but what we're seeing here, Jesus is preparing them to go through it, not preparing them, but telling them that they're deserving essentially because of the rejection. But this is not how he talks to his bride. So that's what I believe. now. Could I be wrong? That's possible, uh, but you know any of us could. And I want to recall for a moment that we're not—I'm not talking about—and we're not even getting to the topic, but we're not talking about whether there is a rapture or not. Most people who have a more orthodox view of end times believe there's a rapture, so it's not—that's very clearly articulated in First uh, Thessalonians four, uh, and in. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and a couple other areas that we could mention, like John 14, I will in a second, Revelation 4 1. So, so it's not that there's not a rapture. Most Orthodox believers believe there will be. It's just whether it's going to be early on in the tribulation, or I mean before, or if it's going to happen later, or in some cases, some believe at the end. And, you know, how you view the his feelings towards the Jews who've rejected him and his bride, the church is going to have somewhat of a bearing on that all right, so listen to how he ends and skipping ahead a little bit verse thirty seven Jerusalem Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling see Jesus' desire is to gather those who believe. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. See, they're not going to see him again until he comes back and returns because they've rejected him. So they're going to have to wait uh, until that time comes when he comes back in his fullness and he comes back to earth as a ruler and a a victor at the end of the tribulation period. So what's really important is to see that this chapter 23, which we just completed, is going to lead right into chapter 24. So everything he just, just a whole chapter of being upset, now he's going to get into the tribulation. And I believe he's referencing what's going to happen with Israel the people that he just got done talking about that he's so upset with. And that's the primary topic of verse chapter 24, the tribulation for the Jews to go through. Now, another reason why I believe this is I want you to picture this. This is being said on the last week of Jesus's life. It's very important to get the order down here. This is not the last supper. This is not the last night of Jesus's life. This is earlier in the week. So I want to end with one verse today to give you some encouragement. If we were to go to John chapter 14, John chapter 14. Now, John 14 is after Matthew 22, 23, 24. Now, I realize we didn't do Matthew 24. It's interesting that I'm going to be doing that on Christmas Day, Matthew 24 tomorrow. But anyways, um, that is before. Matthew 22, 23, and 24, as far as the sequence of Jesus' last week. That all happened before. Now Jesus is at the Last Supper with his disciples. So he's given all that warning, which I lean towards the fact that that was to the Jewish people who have rejected him. Then listen to what he says in John 14, verse 1. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Now this is to his disciples, okay? He's not venting his frustration towards Jews right now. And then he says, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Now, Jesus is going to heaven. He's going to die. He's going to reveal himself after his resurrection. But then he's ascending to heaven. That's where he's going. He's going to heaven. And he said, in my father's house in his heaven, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, which he did, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there, you may also be. So after all the warnings of Matthew 22, 23, and 24, which we'll get to tomorrow, After all that, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you in heaven where my Father has many rooms. I am coming back to you to take you to be with me where I am. Now, when Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation to begin his millennial reign on earth, that's going to be on earth. That's not going to be in heaven at the Father's house. Jesus is going to reign here on earth for a thousand years. So, After all the warning of the tribulation, he says, I am coming to take you to be with me where I am. And that is in heaven. And that is a rapture. That is him taking us up to be with him. Now, it's mentioned in other places. I'm not going to get into all this today. But it's really important to see after all the warnings of Matthew 22, 23, and 24. Here, Jesus says to his apostles, I'm coming to take you to go where I am going. To my father's house, and that is heaven, and that church is comforting words. Now, did I just prove to you without a shadow of a doubt exactly how things are going to take place? No, not too much humility for that. I, I, we do the best we can to try to rightly discern and understand uh, what we are to learn regarding the end times, but I do believe we'll know for sure after it happens. Until then. We do our best to understand. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And I'm just glad to not be a Pharisee who has rejected the Messiah and to receive the kind of rebuke we saw from Jesus today. I feel blessed to be a believer in him, forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, empowered by his Holy Spirit, receiving the grace of God that I need. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, God bless you all. We'll see you again soon.